At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We started a series last week on framing your world. The title of it is Frame Your World. Frame Your World. And we have to learn to frame our world with the Word of God. We have to learn what that looks like, how to operate in that. And um, I was, this morning, this came to me um, about framing our world. We, we must learn to talk less and when we're talking, speaking the word more. Speaking the word of God is what unlocks the keys to the kingdom of God. God's given us the keys to his kingdom to operate. If I gave you the keys to my car, you have the ability to start the car and drive the car. Whether you know how to drive or not, you've been given the keys. And the keys of the kingdom come to us by way of the Word of God. What you speak every day is most important. But the second most important thing is to learn what not to say. <laughs> the second most important thing you need to be aware of are things that you don't need to be saying. But speaking the Word of God on a daily basis is empowering you to know what not to say. And that's what I want to talk about today in, in, in light of framing your world. I want to talk about the power of the tongue, the, the ability that your tongue has to lead your life. I want to focus on that today. So, let's just take another trip through the Word. We've looked at a number of these verses, but I want to come to a couple things that I really want to focus on today. Because I want us to really be aware of the empowerment that God has given us to not say things that don't need to be said. And being able to judge what that is and live that way. I mean, I'm talking about living that way every day. Most people on planet Earth don't realize how important words are, and they don't realize what they do with their mouths on a day-to-day -day basis. They don't realize it. Most people don't realize it. And the Word tells us that. Hebrews 11, <clears throat> 1, I'm going to read verse 1 and 3, and I'm going to read it in two, two translations. 
in the New King James Version. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The New Living Translation says it this way, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Read that again. That's verse 1. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Verse 3, and this is in the New Living, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command or at God's words. That what we now see, what you see, what you're looking at right now, anything that you see, did not come from anything that can be seen. So it wasn't seen, and, we, and he called it what he saw. He said what he wanted, what was right, and what was produced in the natural came from inside of him. I'm, you know, as, as I am, as I've walked through the years living with God, I've realized something, and, and I'm realizing it more as of late, because that's the way things work. You see something a certain way, but then you begin to realize it and see it in a greater way as you walk it out. But at different times in my life, I didn't realize, really, honestly, didn't realize what I was saying when I said something. It's just a real simple example of what I, what I want to get, and then I want to read some more verses of Scripture about this. But Because what I'm talking about today is the power of the tongue in framing your world. And it's very important to be speaking the Word of God on a daily basis, but it's very important to be aware of what you don't need to be speaking. They, they, they're... The Word of God is number one, but that runs a close second, but the Word of God being spoken will empower you and make you aware of what not to say. So I'm, I'm going to give you probably five examples in the next few minutes, but this is one of them. I, I was out of town for a few days with my father uh, at, in, at his home, and I was talking to a guy about my father, and this guy was telling me that, that there's an award just lately that my father has won in his life, a real amazing award. And this guy began to tell me something about another person 
that I really didn't like that guy. I've known that guy since I was a, a child. He's older than I am, the person that my friend was telling me about. And he told me some things about what this man had done to keep my father from receiving this award over a number of years. And it shocked me. And my father has never done anything to this man to make him treat him, but this man was always, in t- he was always jealous of my father. All my growing up, I knew that. He was jealous of my father. And so this guy tells me this, and so for about two or three minutes in this, my, this friend of mine's presence, I begin to read this man that said something, uh, that's done some things about my dad not receiving this award. Is that, am I making sense? Everybody on the same page? So, for about three minutes, I start railing with my mouth this man. And I really feel like this is a really good example because, let me just ask you in the natural, don't you think I have a right to be upset, right? I have a right to be upset, right? That's my father. And this guy did this, and I knew nothing about it. And, the, and this award could have been presented to my father a number of years ago, which would have been better conditions and the whole thing. And, man, my mind is... <laughs> and the friend that is telling me this, I've been ministering to for a number of years, who's not born again at the moment, and here I am being used by the enemy. Did I say that what the guy said about my father was was okay? No, wasn't good. What the man said about my dad and the jealousy that he had toward him, that's his problem. My, my father never lost a day of sleep in his life over it. And today with some of the battles that my father's experiencing, he's not at the moment really realizing what this award is and that he's received this award, but he got it. But what God said to me was, what, are, what, what I could hear him saying is, what are you doing? What are you allowing yourself to say? I could hear it, stop myself in my tracks, and I had to say to this guy, you know, this last week I just preached a message about what you do with your words. And he kind of smiled and laughed, yeah, you know, but this is, this is justified. No, not for me. And you know what I told the guy? I said, I better practice what I preach. And he kind of looked at me and goes, like, you don't think you have, the, you have the right to say those kind of things? No, I don't. I hear what you're saying. It doesn't make me real happy. But I don't have the right to use my, I'm here, here's a teaching lesson with this guy, and he got it. <laughs> at the ex, you know, expense of me opening my mouth when it shouldn't have been opened. 
But what, what stopped me in my tracks, and this is what I want to say, my point is this, what stopped me from continuing on? Because I can promise you, there's been a lot of days in my life when I continued on and went farther than that. What stopped me? What stopped me was the conviction that I have internally because I have framed my world with what God says is right. If you don't have that, you won't stop yourself from saying things you shouldn't be saying, which runs a close second to speaking the Word on a daily basis. And you can't put trying to stop saying the wrong things first because you don't have the ability to stop it without the Word first. And there's all kinds of examples that I, the example I just gave you, there's all kinds of examples that you need to be aware of in the future, in the days ahead, because I'm just going to go through a number of verses of Scripture that tell you why you need the Word first, and secondly, you need to be empowered to shut your mouth. In Texas, we just say, shut up. You need to be empowered to shut up. So, follow with me. Matthew chapter 12 and verse... 36. But I say to you that every idle word that men will speak, they will. Well, let me say it. I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified or being found not guilty, and by your words will you be condemned or found guilty in life by your words. And you and I need to practice it today, but it's got to be enveloped in practicing the declaration of the Word of God on a daily basis. James 3.2, I'm going to read it in two translations, and this verse of Scripture actually says it all in what I was the example that I gave to you about my father, that example, because anymore, I don't have a lot of examples like that anymore because I keep my mouth shut first. (laughs) But you're talking about my dad. So that gives me an excuse to repent later. Well, maybe, (laughs) but not really. But you're talking about my dad. And for about a minute and a half or two minutes, (laughs) I forgot where I was. I can talk about my dad, but you ain't going to talk about my dad. Kind of thing, right? But I can't talk about my dad either. I mean, 
probably nothing to talk about. But we've got to realize this. And and this verse, this James 3, 2, I'm going to read it in the New King James and in the New Living. But verse, verse 2 of James 3. We all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. New Living says it this way. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. How do you control your tongue? When your tongue is full of the Word of God. You don't have the natural ability to stop yourself from cursing other people. By my words am I justified? By my words am I condemned? I'm going to say it like this. By my words am I found innocent? By my words am I guilty? For a minute and a half, in the conversation with my friend, I was guilty. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Huh? Because the blood of Jesus said, if you'll fill your mouth with repentance, God knows what's happened. You're not repenting to God. You're repenting for you. And if you'll fill your mouth with repentance, Father, forgive me, I was stupid. And I'm shutting my mouth. I am controlling the rest of my body. I'm controlling this situation. You know what God did? He turned it around for the good. And I had a greater inroads into my friend's life. I mean, I mean, we are living in a win-win every day. You can't lose if you keep yourself with the Word of God. You keep framing your world with what God's Word says. And you live in that frame. Remember the frame I had of Amen Corner from the Masters last week, and I just showed you the picture, and if anybody knew what it was, you know, I got to thinking of it later. You probably couldn't even see the picture as I was holding it. Anyway, but I'm holding the picture up, and if you knew what it was, you'd know something about it, but most of you didn't know anything about it, and so, but the more explanation I gave, the clearer it got. And that's what you're framing. You're framing your world with God's Word. It's coming out of your mouth and it's framing. And things are getting more and more clear in the frame that you live in. That's what the Word of God does. It's what it produces. When you do this, you mature. Maturity is witnessed by what you say and what you don't say. Is that correct? Hmm? True maturity is witnessed by others based on what you say and what you don't say. My friend, do you think he witnessed some maturity? Yeah, because he'd never seen anything like that. Who would 
He knew. I've known this, this friend since we were kids. He didn't like the guy that did, said that about my dad either. He'd never witnessed somebody. I mean, maybe somebody you like and, well, you know, I'll, I'll work through it and I'll try to forgive him. And, you know, but, to, but to say what I said about somebody I didn't even like, just in the natural, you know, you don't have to like everybody. You have to love them with the love of God, but you don't have to like them. You don't have to like what people do. You don't have to like everything about them, but you do have to learn how to love people in spite of their actions. That's hard to do. And you will not do it in your flesh. You will justify yourself. Yeah, but you don't know how difficult this is. Yeah, I hear that with your dad, but you, you're, not, you're not in my situation. No, no. But Jesus was. He was tempted and tested at all points. Without sin, able to come to our aid when we are. So anywhere you've been or you will ever be in your life, he's already been there. Wow, how could that be? I don't know, but that's what the Word says. Can you say amen? The more you're controlling your words, the words of your mouth, the more you're growing up. That's how you grow up in life, by controlling what you say. Learning to say what he says and learning what not to say through the power of God's word. Hmm. Proverbs 18 and 20 says this. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want to read that, those same two verses in the Amplified. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth, and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil, good or bad. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. So whether you, not not just whether you're living or dying or ceasing to exist, but the life-death there is is living, living in life and blessing or death and cursing, living a cursed life. He says here, that's determined by what you say, and I'm adding to it what you don't say. What you do say day day by day from the Word of God, and what you learn not to say when somebody does something evil to your father. There are many situations where people find themselves in where it's dangerous to live in a situation with somebody where you're where you are you people have been abused or they've been I'm not talking about something that is being done immorally or illegally something like that but you can get away from those situations and still guard your heart by what you say out of your mouth did you hear what i said there are times when you have, to, you have to totally get away from different situations that you're in. You have to get away from it. 
but then you can guard your heart by what you say and what you don't say. That's something you really, everybody at the sound of my voice tonight, tonight, this morning, needs to meditate on that. Needs to meditate on it day in and day out. I am convinced of speaking the Word, and I declare today I'm empowered by God to control everything that comes out of my mouth because it is determining my future. You're the determiner of your future. Death and life are not in the power of God. Death and life are not in the power of the devil. Death and life are in the power of what comes out of your mouth, good or bad. You want good? Then you better be speaking what God says is so. Listen to me. The death and life situation, the only thing that is in in semi-hands of God is the life part of it that is produced when you choose to say what He says is so. But He will not make you say and believe His Word. He'll not make you. And He will not make you not curse somebody that you don't like that talked ugly about your daddy. He won't make you stop. And when you go before God and you say, yeah, but Lord, you, you, you know what happened here and you, you understand. What, yeah, I understand. But He's already set it up the way you're supposed to respond in His Word. We choose. Am I going to do it His way? I'm going to let the circumstances dictate how I'm going to respond and act. I say, I'm continuing to frame my world by the Word of God even when I don't understand it, even when it may not make sense. If I'll do it His way, I get His results in the situation. Those things that this man said about my dad trying to keep him from receiving the award all these years, it didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work. It didn't work. Didn't work. He got it. God is faithful. And He never forgets a seed sown. That's not just financial. That's your life and everything you say and you do, things you choose. to. He never forgets that. Sometimes it looks like He did, but He never forgets it. Never. <laughs> never. Glory to God. Proverbs 20 and verse 15, I'm reading this in the Passion. You may have an abundance of wealth, piles of gold and jewels, but there is something of far greater worth. Than gold and jewels? There's something of far greater worth than gold and jewels? Speaking revelation words of knowledge. The reason that's more valuable than silver and gold is because it'll produce silver and gold. It'll, it'll produce all your needs being met. You just have to learn how to apply it Stay with it. Don't back off. If you don't quit, you will reap 
if you don't quit. So you have to believe in the process. Can you say amen? Proverbs 17 and verse 27, also in the Passion. Can you bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? Notice that verse didn't say, you can bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure. It didn't say that. It was asking you the question. Can you bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? Can you? Can you bridle your tongue when your heart is in, a, in pressure situations? Question. Only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. You know what I say? I haven't at times, but I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. The next situation, like something that happened to me this week, where I opened my mouth for about a minute and a half, I want that to stop, and I want, I want to make sure, as I have so many times and in so many situations in life, that I not allow myself, because of my awareness of what God says is true, that I'm soberly living with God in a greater way where I don't have to clean that mess up. That's the way I want to live. But even so, as I cleaned the mess up, God gave me great opportunity. Things that were meant to be ugly, because see, see, the way God looks at something, He's not like, He's not like mad at you and wants to scold you because you did something wrong. What he's doing is he's watching this whole thing that he created, this whole picture that God created, he's watching it. And, and I kind of see it like this. Oh, so and so, let's just say so. my friend's name was John. Oh, John, you know, God's watching. Okay, John's going to call Bert. We're going to see what he's going to do. He knows what I was going to do before I did it, but he's watching it. He's watching it play out. I'm hearing the words, and before I stop and think and talk to him about it, I don't He's watching that, and what hurts him is he sees that my mouth is stopping what he has set up for me. In this verse right here, can you bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that you are wise. The wisdom of God and the Word of God are synonymous. You can't, you can't separate the wisdom with the Word of God. So a person that is wise is because they have the Word of God renewing their mind daily, and it's deep in their heart so that they can hear the voice of the Spirit telling them, okay, I know that's ugly, I know that's not right, but you don't need to go there. Because every time you or I go there, and we do those things, and we sow those seeds, God sees it's disrupting His plan. Could we have that much power in God's plan? He gave it to us. The authority in the earth he gave to the sons of men. It's all his. It's all his. I'm not telling you something I dreamed up. I'm telling you the way he created it, and that's the picture that I have of him. He's watching me. You know, he's seeing it. You know, would God be saying, oh, Bert, don't do that? Well, 
Bible says Jesus ever lives to make intercession for my life. So he's, con- I mean, it's a good thing to know other people are praying for me, but Jesus is praying for me. You don't need to do that, Bert. Something was speaking to me in here because I stopped it. Say this with me. Thank God I stopped it. Thank God. So the question is, can you bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? You know what I say? I did. I didn't and I did. But in many cases, I did. I did. I can do it. I can do all things because he strengthened me. Remember, remember, if there's no word going in and you're trying to stop saying things you shouldn't say, that's first and foremost, you don't have the ability to do You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You and I don't have the ability to do that. But when the Word of God is intact inside of us, we're, we've developed our ability to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God tells us something, we obey that voice before we obey any other voice. That's what we have to be practicing day in and day out. We don't practice it, then those other thoughts overtake us. So the answer to that question is, can you bridle your tongue? Not if you don't have word first. First the word, then the power to shut your mouth. Can you say amen? Amen. That's how you show that you're wise. An understanding heart keeps you cool. (laughs) Everybody say, I'm cool. Amen. An understanding heart, a heart that has been bathed in over time and has been developed through the declaration of the Word and then the Holy Spirit revealing the Word to them, an understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collected no matter who talks about your daddy. This my example, you understand. Whatever that would be. So I want you to close your eyes just for a moment. And I want you to think of something right now. Let the Holy Spirit show you of something that relates to my story. It can be totally different, but you get the meaning of what my story, the example of you shutting your mouth even when you have the right in the natural, you think, to say it. Think of something that God wants you to get victory on. Okay, so look at me. So this is what I want you to do. If you, if you thought of something from your life that relates like my story relates, and you don't do anything about it, it will hinder the promises of God being manifested in your life if you don't do something about it. And remember, I'm not talking about you trying to stop saying things. I'm talking about you renewing your mind in a greater way 
more intensity in renewing your mind daily with the Word of God, creating a daily routine of God's Word. And one of the greatest places to start, if you've never started it or if you're struggling with it, one of the greatest places to start is Scriptures that empower us to overcome fear of every kind. Greatest, the, the, the greatest weapons that I've had in my life is, is overcoming fear because fear is attached to everything that we do or don't do. God wants you liberated from fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but what's he given you? Power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. He didn't give you fear. If he didn't give you fear, then you don't have to take it. We don't have to give in to it. I mean, think of my story about my father. What is behind my emotion in that? You think, well, you know, my love for my dad. No, no. I mean, you know, one or two or three steps down maybe. But the number one thing behind that is fear. Well, you know, and maybe I didn't even think that, but that's what's behind it. It's like, wow, he stopped him from getting something. Yeah, but he got it. See, what happens is when you're motivated by fear about things like that, then you make it about you. And that's why your mouth gets so involved, because you feel like you're justified, because, man, that's my dad. Yeah, but what about my dad as a person... And this was done to him. He's not saying a thing. (laughs) He's never opened his mouth one time about the man. And has been kind and generous to the man in spite of his attitude. So I'm going to take an offense and get mad and sow all this bad seed and, and affect my life and keep my life from prospering and advancing the way God wants it to? I was born at night, but not last night. I can bless God, figure this one out. Can you say amen to that? Proverbs 13, 3, and I'll end with this one. Those who control their tongues, this is in the New Living Translation, those who control their tongue will have a long life. How do you control your tongue? Word first. The Word of God being aware on the inside is going to show you how you don't curse other people. It'll empower you to shut your mouth. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth with the wrong stuff can ruin everything. Opening your mouth can ruin everything when you open your mouth and just blurt out whatever you want to say. I'm in control. I'm in the driver's seat of my life. You're in the driver's seat of your life. And what you say truly matters. Can you say amen to that? What we say, it helps us or it hurts us. One of the two. 
our words, and actually I wasn't going to read this verse, but I'm, I'm going to read this because I think it fits better now after I didn't read it earlier. But it's found in um, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified translation. And it says this. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. That's the power and authority that He's given us. So what he's saying there is our lives must be about binding and loosing. But declaring with our mouths, binding something that's heaven already says is bound. Not me just binding whatever. But me declaring, oh, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't correct. And today, what I'm loosing and declaring right is what God's Word says. That's what I eventually got to with the story of my father. I was declaring and declaring and declaring and declaring things for a minute and a half that in God's eyes and kingdom were unlawful. I repented for that. And then I declared what was done wasn't a lawful thing. It was an unlawful thing. But then what I began to declare later as I prayed for the man, and he's gone on my prayer list, is what heaven says is so. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people that do things or say things like that, what are they stooped in? fear, ruled by fear. God created them. They were created in the image of God. Whether they've accepted Him or not, they were created spirit beings. Whether they've gotten born again or not, they were created by God, and God loves them like He loves me. And I have a responsibility to turn things around and use my mouth in a way where I'm actually blessing somebody that's done my family wrong, and I really want to see things change. I'm not talking about just blessing them in spite of their mess, but when you pray that their eyes be opened up and enlightened so that they can know what's right and what's wrong and the things that they're doing and the, their attitude in life, when you pray that way and that begins to change, it'll, things will change when you really believe it's going to change for them. And only the Word of God can bring you to that place. I'm actually talking to you today about something that's very deep. It's very deep. You, you, won't, the, the, you won't get this if all you heard today was the headlines. You don't do anything with what I was talking to you about today, you won't get it. 
This is deep. It's deep in, in the spiritual things of God. He, he wants this more than he wants anything else because he wants your life. And he wants you living your life in his blessing. And our mouths can keep the promises of God from manifesting because we never learn how to overcome. We're always just trying to justify ourselves. Horrible way to live. And God's liberating us. So today, through the power of what we say, we are framing our world with the Word of God, and nothing can resist us. Nothing in, on earth, under the earth, in hell, nothing can stop us from accomplishing everything that God wants accomplished in the earth if we stay connected to Him. Stay framing our world with the Word of God. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.